The following podcast contains strong language and adult themes and is intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Behold, the annals of pestilence. The stories you're about to hear are not real, though they contain elements of the truth. The tales herein might entertain you, cause you to smile, or perhaps cry, or something else entirely. Because this anthology of narratives, some of them connected, others less so, acts as a door to another realm. You are about to board an interdimensional cruise ship en route to comedy, tragedy, and unspeakable cosmic horror. This one-way journey is powered by existential dread and nervous laughter. Once boarded, there is no turning back. The stories you are about to hear are an infection, a narrative Contagion, the word virus. Season two, punk rock versus the lizard people, the exile. Versus the Lizard People is currently available in its unabridged entirety as a novel by Joshua S. Porter. Order the book today on Amazon.com. This story references songs available on playlists through Apple Music and Spotify by searching Punk Rock versus the Lizard People. Mod Log 14. How to Pack for Interstellar Travel. Outside, the streets of Portland were a ghost town. With several days to go before Thanksgiving, the lampposts were already wrapped in spiraling Christmas lights, archways of local businesses festooned with tinsel garlands. Barrett climbed into the minivan and turned the ignition, the exhaust billowing into the cold air in a thick, dense plume of dark gray. Barrett cranked the stereo before turning to address his passengers, which seemed weird because we could hardly hear him. Okay, here's the plan. I'll take you guys back home so you can get what you need, Everyone be back at Danny's in an hour. Paul turned to Jade sitting beside him. I'm not going to be much help saving the world on little to no sleep. Rob can make us coffee? Jade wondered aloud. Rob can barely turn on the damn lights, Connor said, leaning back, eyes closed. Dude, can you program a Nintendo robot butler? I asked, sounding more sensitive than I'd intended. Apparently neither of us can, Connor said, eyes still closed.
When the girls finally returned, long after all the boys had found their way back to the attic, we swore they were going to wake my mom with all the awful racket it took hoisting their ridiculous luggage up the stairs. Damn it, girls, Barrett Whisper yelled. How are we supposed to infiltrate a top-secret government facility with all this crap? He gestured at Becky's three pink suitcases and Emma's two enormous orange ones. Both girls looked down at their luggage as if they hadn't thought of this until that moment. We're going to a different planet, Becky said defensively. I have no idea what I'll need. Nothing, Isaiah offered casually. We have all your base human needs covered on Gaina. What kind of electrical outlets do you have? Jade asked. I brought European adapters. Of course you did, said Paul in a horrible mock English accent that was shaky at best. Dude, I'm not from England. We have places to plug in Earth electronics where we've barracked the Earth rebels. Wait, Paul spoke up. There are already humans on Gaina? Sure, Isaiah shrugged. Human rebels? Paul added. As in, on our side? Isaiah nodded as though he couldn't see how this question was at all relevant. Well, what the hell do you need us for? This seemed like an entirely valid question. The seven of us all froze and looked to Isaiah. We have scientists, he said in a tone that seemed to imply this should be obvious enough. Artists, sages, no trained warriors. Well, only one, but he's there to train others. The attic was filled with a thick silence. What the hell are you talking about, dude? Connor asked. Do we look like trained warriors to you? None of us have even been in a fight, man, and I'm a pacifist. Isaiah rolled his eyes, frustrated. You're not warriors yet, duh. We all stood there waiting. But, Becky spoke up, moving her hand through the air as if urging Isaiah to complete his cryptic sentence. But you will be, Isaiah said, again sounding like we were all idiots for missing this obvious fact. He waved Becky away dismissively, adding, You'll be trained and you'll be given everything you need. There's no need to pack everything you've ever owned, he gestured at the collection of suitcases. I looked over at Paul, who looked back at me, and made a face that seemed to say, Makes sense, I guess. So what do we need? Emma was asking, flicking open the latches on her suitcase. There's a small inorganic material transport next to the harbor. But it won't accommodate those big suitcases, and you can't go through the harbor wearing clothes. Nothing inorganic. What? the girls asked in unison. No clothes, Isaiah repeated. We go through naked, Becky asked, suspiciously, raising an eyebrow. Yes, Isaiah nodded. You can put your clothes in a small bundle of inorganic items through the transport first. Then you follow them through the wormhole by using the harbor. Your clothes and select items should be there on Gaina waiting for you when you arrive in an instant later. Should be? Paul asked. Isaiah shrugged again. There's always a risk of being disintegrated. Disintegrated, Connor asked. The clothes or us? Either one, Isaiah confessed. But neither is likely. Neither is likely... Barrett repeated slowly, his voice bitter with sarcasm. That's bad news. Becky, you'll have to go through first. Actually, Isaiah interjected, 
you'll have to go through all at once if you want to arrive at the same place at the same time. Otherwise, someone could end up at the wrong harbor. So we're all getting in this thing naked, Barrett asked. Well, yeah, Isaiah said. What, is it embarrassing or something? Just close your eyes, I guess. You all better close your eyes, Emma said. Don't flatter yourself, miss, I jeered. You just keep your eyes off of these specimens. I nodded at the rest of the guys who were all looking at me as if I were only making an awkward situation worse. Ignoring our weird human squabble over being naked, Isaiah spoke up. The inorganic transport is about this big, he said, holding his hands apart to indicate a space of about two feet. What are we supposed to do when we all show up on Guyana without clothes? Emma asked. You've got to stop saying it like that, Barrett told her. Like what? Guyena. Isn't that how you say it? It's Guyena with the accent on the second syllable. What difference does it make? It's just not how you say it. Paul interrupted them. Oh, for God's sake, I say, uh, if we can bring a small bundle of items, what should we prioritize? What about clothes? Emma asked. Hello, it wasn't a stupid question. We have clothes for you on Gaina, Isaiah assured her. But are they even cute? Emma asked, sounding very serious. Good grief, Barrett sighed. Well, excuse me, Marty McFly, Emma fired back dramatically. You can't bring your vest. What if they have you in some kind of outfit from the Jetsons? I'll look cool, Barrett said. He looked at Isaiah and asked quietly, Do the clothes look like something from the Jetsons? Not really. Isaiah answered. But do we even need underwear? Becky went on, as if this premise was still entirely unbelievable. I can't be on an alien planet with no bra. Emma put her hands over her chest as if the thought had only now occurred to her. No way, she agreed. Put the bras through the organic teleporter thing, Jade suggested. Inorganic transport, Isaiah corrected. That one, Jade nodded. Okay, well, so far this packing list doesn't sound very promising, Becky complained, reaching into one of her open suitcases. A bra and a Walkman, I guess, she said, lifting both. Can this really be all we need on an alien planet? Technically, Isaiah insisted, you don't need either one. It's whatever you want to bring. I want music and support, Becky responded. Go nuts, Isaiah shrugged. I took a deep breath and looked down at Rob as he wheeled up to my ankles. I want you, Rob. The funky opening notes of Marvin Gaye's I Want You began issuing from Rob's lo-fi speakers. Never mind, I said. proliferation of the word virus you can support our efforts via patreon.com slash the word virus lure others to infection by sharing the word virus via social media on twitter at the word virus and instagram at spread the word virus and at the word virus.com <laughs>